because of what he did for us on the cross, we are free this morning. Like a hero who takes the 
me introduce you to amazing grace. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt or how deep the
If you would like to follow along, I'm in Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to begin reading with verse 22 and read that story that's entitled in the NIV, Jesus Calms the Storm. One day Jesus said to His disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, He fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke Him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked His disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey Him. Life is so daily. Amen? Um, just when you think things are going to go a certain way, they go a different way. Are you with me? Just when you think you're prepared for the day, something unanticipated comes your way and, and knocks the wind out of you, so to speak, and just kind of sets you spinning on your heels because you weren't expecting this and you, uh, there was no way that you could be prepared for that moment. And that's kind of the spirit of what's happening here because notice that it says one day Jesus said to His disciples. So that gives us the picture that, that they are following after Him literally day by day are, are just with Him and they're going wherever He goes and following Him and experiencing Him and experiencing life in the shadow of who He is. And they're amazed at the different things that are happening already. This early in the narrative, they, they are already just absolutely uh, taken by who He is and, and what He's able to do. And so as they're going along, he just you know we know now that they're beside the sea, and, and he says, um, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's the essence of the instructions. Get in, we're going to the other side. And what I love is the next verse that Luke offers. He says, so they got into the boat and set out. And, 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 it, and it's like, of course they went, because he invited them to be with him. They had originally answered his call. Matthew was at his tax booth, and, and Peter and James and John were tending their nets by the Sea of Galilee when they were called. And it says when they were called that immediately they stopped what they were doing. They left where they were, and they started following after him. And following him was daily. It wasn't just in the beginning of the call. It was all along the way he was calling them to follow him. He said, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. So they got in the boat. Don't take that for granted. Because I have to be honest, there are times when God speaks to me and I know He has spoken to me. And He says, Ron, let's go this way. And for whatever reason in that moment, and not all the time, but from time to time, I resist or I turn a different direction. And when I do that, I miss out on the glory that He is wanting to bring to my life in any given moment. And so, Lord, help me first of all to be like them in that when He said, get in the boat, they got in the boat. When He said, go right, they went right. When He said, go left, they went left. They got in the boat to be with Him, to go to the other side, to be a part of whatever was going to happen next. And they never really knew what was going to happen next because life is random like that. I mean, it really is. 
Even those of us who are planners have to admit that our plans many times fall by the wayside because life just happens. I like what one person said. I've used it through the years. Life is what happens while you're making other plans. And boy, that really speaks to me because I'm a planner. But it, it speaks to me because I have to say that over and over again, I'm humbled by the unfolding of life. And when I look at this passage of Scripture and, and the storm sweeps in on them and they're in the middle of that storm and it says their, their boat is being swamped. And so they are sure that they're going to perish out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And, and with good reason because a number of people through the centuries have perished on that body of water when storms have suddenly swept in on them. So their fear was for good reason. They wake Jesus up, and basically the, the tenor of their interaction with Him is, don't you even care that we're about to die? So they don't, when they wake Him up and, and they're interacting with Him, it's not like, Lord, would you please do something and cause this storm to be calm. That thought never even crossed their minds, even though already they've seen miracle after miracle. The first thing that comes to them is, would you please wake up and at least mourn this moment of our passing? And I get that, because that's really where, if we're honest, that's really where we're at in our initial reactions to, to what happens when life just comes in on us. The first thing Jesus does is He, he speaks peace to the wind and to the waves, and it says immediately it just calmed down. I mean, it was like, boom. The second time we went on a cruise, I wish Jesus had spoken peace to the sea. <laughs> oh, it's hard to eat all you want to eat at a buffet when you're seasick. You know what I'm saying? I paid all this money, and people said, if you want another lobster, you can have another lobster. But peace didn't come that week. We were, we were tossed. Oh, but these guys witness Jesus, he, they wake Him up, and the first thing He does is calm the sea. And then He turns to them and says, where is your faith? Now why would He say something like that? I've got an idea. It may not be right, but I've got an idea. I go back to the beginning of, of the, the story, and the first thing He said to them was what? We're going to the other side. Get in the boat. We're going to the other side. Now, did Jesus in His eminence, did He know that that storm would blow in on Him? Oh, absolutely. He knew. So when He said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side, He already knew they would be out in the middle of a storm-tossed sea, but they were going to be alright. But the first thing they thought is, we're going to die right now out here in the middle of this, of this sea because of this storm. Would you please at least wake up and watch our perishing moment? And sometimes we're that way more than we realize it. And when I look at this story, it calls me to, to realize we say it all the time. Steve Allen, those of you who are part of the 
ball tournament know that he says it from a perspective that none of us have been able to say it. He's lost two children in his lifetime. One to an awful accident when his little boy was four years old. He climbed up to look in a buffet cart where they were worshiping in a hotel on Sundays and the cart fell over on him and he perished before they could get the cart off of him. And then a few years back, he lost his 16-year-old to cancer. And Steve comes into the midst of this tournament and over and over again he says to us, even though I don't understand why things always happen the way they do, God is good all the time. And in this story, Jesus wants them to understand that when you think that I don't know what's coming and I don't know how to handle the situation, I'm already there. I already have a plan. I'm already working everything out together for your good. That's why he looked to them and said, Did, he could have said, didn't I tell you we're going to the other side? Why do you have such little faith? And sometimes when life is happening, I lose track of the truth that He has spoken to my heart. I mean, I can get up and have devotions, and man, I am just, you know, God's Word is coming to me and bringing faith and, and strength and stability to my life. But let me get in the middle of the day and something, some bad news comes, something happens, and, and it's like I forget everything that He said to me in the beginnings of, of that day. And Jesus is saying to them, you've been with me, you've, you've watched me perform miracles, you heard me say when we got in the boat and started this trip, we're going to the other side, why can't you have faith in the midst of, of all of these things that life brings? Now know this, he's not mad with them as he shares it shares this moment with him he does it from from a deep deep well of love and grace he's he's taking opportunity to use this event to help them to know that he will always be there for them and he will always get them through the things that they need to get through and sometimes when we get through some things it's it's a different pathway than we thought we were going going to be walking and and sometimes uh, we, we depart a place before we thought we were going to de depart that place. And that includes our departure from this planet. But through all of that, Jesus wants us to know He's going to get us safely where He intends for us to be on any given day. Sometimes where He is taking us is beyond what we entertained. We thought we were going here, and He's taking us someplace different. They followed Him. Give them credit. They turned to Him in their moment of terror. Give them credit. They witnessed Him calm the storm. And then when He said, where's your faith? They turned to one another. And it's like they are restating their belief in Him 
when they said to one another, is it not amazing that He just spoke to the wind and the waves and now the sea is as calm as it's ever been? It was an opportunity for them to marvel in His presence. You wouldn't know what happiness is if you'd never had sadness. You wouldn't appreciate faith unless somewhere along the way you had a doubt. You wouldn't realize how awesome it is to, to be in a well-lit room unless you were in that room in total darkness. And there are times when God is at work in my life to help me understand how glorious His presence is. And sometimes I have to go through some things in order to understand the awesomeness of who He is and what He is working out for my good. And sometimes we see that in the moment and sometimes we have to look back to realize what the dynamics of what was happening. But here's the thing. They got into the boat... And it causes me to ask myself, am I following Jesus or am I just studying about those who follow Him? Am I following Jesus or am I just talking about following Jesus? When He says to me, Ron, get in the boat, am I getting in the boat? When He says to you, get in the boat, are you, can it be written of you so He got in the boat, so she got in the boat because He said, get in the boat. And it has a world of application in all of our lives. When God impresses someone on your heart, and you know that the Lord is wanting you to make a connection with that person, and you don't even know why maybe in the moment, but God impresses, presses that person in your mind and in your spirit. Can it be said of you so? He went to them. She called her on the phone. Because I'm telling you, that's how real following Jesus is. He knows where we are in any given moment. And He has a design for our lives. And, and many times there's a lot of latitude, but sometimes there are specific instructions that He is issuing to us. Lord, help me to understand that and help it to be said of me that when You spoke, I obeyed, I followed You. Because I don't want to just talk about following Jesus. I want to follow Him. And then when a storm comes, to understand in the midst of the uncertainty, there is one certainty to which I can always anchor my life. God is always good. He's never stopped loving me. Even when I am at my worst, He loves me. And it is His purpose to bless me. Not to curse me. It's His purpose to give me a fullness in life in any given moment. And when those uncertainties blow in, Lord, can it be said of me that the first thing I do is turn to You? The disciples did. They went and woke him up. 
Jesus has got to be a part of this moment. Maybe they didn't understand completely. Maybe, you know, maybe it just made them feel good to say, hey, we're about to drown and we wanted, just wanted you to know. But the point is, they turned to Him. And even, even when we're not certain how we feel or what we think, know this, when we turn to Him, He will frame it for us. He framed it for them. You don't have to have it all figured out because none of us do. But when life happens, how amazing is it that in any given moment, God bends over to hear our prayer? It's incredible. The one who created the universe and everything therein. Here's your cry in the middle of all of the prayers that are being offered in any given moment, He hears you as if you were the only one speaking at that time. Pray about everything, the Scripture says. Pray with thanksgiving. In other words, remember how many times God has intervened in your life. Thank Him for what He's about to do in the middle of what life is handing you. You talk about a storm. Every one of those who in the, in the Gospel accounts followed Him and became known as the original twelve every one of them went through persecution and some even faced death because of their decision to follow Jesus. How amazing to realize that when their moment come, when their moment came to cross over to the other side, that right there in the middle of that storm, Jesus was right there with them. Even like He was with the thief on the cross when He said, today you'll be with Me in paradise. How incredible that in my mom's dying moment, while we were all gathered around her, unable to do anything for her, that Jesus was taking her by the hand to usher her safely to the other side. We couldn't see it. Our, our eyes were veiled, so to speak. But I really believe with all of my heart if you could pull the curtain back and you could see the eternity of that moment. I think Jesus whispered peace to my mom and just said something like, Ruth, it's time, let's go. Oh, what a Savior. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what text you received this week. I, I don't know what doctor's appointment you had this week. I don't know what test results you're waiting on. Whether there's nothing to worry about or everything to worry about. But God already knows. And all week I've been living with this passage about when storms blow in.
And Jesus is there. And miraculous things happen. Isn't that awesome? Where's your faith? My answer is this. It's in you, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do what you're going to do and how you're going to reveal yourself, but Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. I believe in your love. I believe in your power. I believe in your eternal plan for me. And as I look to you, I look with the same wonder that I think the disciples looked at one another and they said, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water. And they obey Him. And understand that their question is a declaration. More than it is an expression of doubt. It would be like this. We're in the boat. He speaks calm. And we look to each other and say, or ask as a declaration, can you believe this? Can you believe what just happened? And it's not an expression of doubt. It's a human expression of profound faith. Who is this? Do you realize who we are in the company of? He just spoke to the elements. And creation responded to His command. Basically, they were looking to one another and saying, hey guys, you know what? I'm going to trust Him more. And as life is happening, I'm, I'm all in. Whatever boat He invites me into, I'm in. I have to be with the One who has that kind of command over everything and everyone. And you know what's incredible? I think they had a moment where they realized He wants to be with us. We're not worthy. But He wants to be with us. And I pray you get that this morning. He wants to be with us. And in the midst of the uncertainties of life, He shows us over and over and over again that the best thing we could ever do is when He invites us, the best thing we could ever do is follow where He leads us. Just follow Him. Not just talk about following Him. Follow Him. Follow Him this week. Watch what He shows you. You'll be better for it.
May what I behold still my anxious heart. Take what I have known and break it all apart. You, my God, are greater still. And no sky contains, no doubt restrains. the great 